0: Hello everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News podcast. My name is James Dixon wishing you a very good morning, afternoon or evening to all of our podcast followers whenever or wherever you are tuning into this episode from. Today's podcast is brought to you by our sponsor Engage powered by D2i Systems, winner of event of best event management platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how Engage can make your business more profitable, visit D2i Systems dot com forward slash engage welcome along to today's episode and welcome to not one but two guests on today's show um first of all we welcome james reese james is the executive director for conferences and events at excel london and centered at excel james thanks very much for joining the podcast
1: hi james and uh thanks for the invitation great to be here
0: Not a problem at all. And we also welcome Zainab Zubair. Zainab is the business partner for Digital Workplace at Arriva, the uh, major player in uh, in the UK transport sector and industry. Um, Zainab, thanks very much for joining the podcast today.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Not a problem at all. Um, On today's show, we're going to be talking about, uh, I suppose, one of the most common things that crops up in, in the events industry, which is the relationship between client and venue. James, as I mentioned, works for Excel. Um, Zainab works for Ariva, and Ariva, as an organization utilize the spaces that James represents for meetings and various different types of events and we're going to be learning a little bit about both sides of that relationship and why in particular um, this venue uh, works for the client. James, I'm going to come to you first of all. Excel as a, as a space and as a brand will be known by pretty much everybody listening to today's podcast, um, most of them will likely have been in the space, they will know it for these vast clear span exhibition halls that you have available there, perhaps less so for the Centred at Excel brand, tell us exactly what that is and, and what it offers clients.
1: Well, really good question, James. And um, as you rightly say, we're Excel's known for big generally, big exhibitions, big conventions. We've got our huge halls, our international convention center. Um, but um, in the last two to three years, we've seen increasing um, volumes of inquiries for organizers um, such as Zainab's um, saying, look, we think Excel is the right part of uh, the country or the right part of London to hold our event. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got loads of big spaces. Have you got any small meeting rooms that can do maybe 10, 20, uh, 100, 200 um, delegates in an intimate setting? Um, and those inquiries were becoming more and more prevalent. So we thought, how can we um, look to satisfy that demand? Uh, and we took a series of rooms called the South Gallery rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sat in um, up on the, this uh, balcony level here. Um, right now overlooking the historic Royal Docks, looking over towards the Thames Barrier, so a great setting. Um, and uh, we had this series of rooms, but we were lacking the the delegate niceties, if you like, the expectations of delegates coming to a, a venue where you have a private entrance, lounge areas, free-flowing coffee, uh, coffee and tea from machines that you can grab and go. Um, all those where you, normally you could expect a hotel or a smaller venue provider to, to have such facilities. Sure, so yeah. we, we basically built what was missing um, and it was a, about a million a million and a quarter of investment in creating uh, two brand new lounges, uh, all those um, catering niceties, a new restaurant, et cetera. And it's really opened up now these rooms, which were uh, relatively underutilised to organisers of smaller meetings. So um, that opened in 2016
0: and we feel we're going from strength to strength with that, if you like, venue within a venue. And and of course, it's not uncommon for major convention centres and and exhibition uh, centres to have breakout rooms, to have meeting rooms. Um, But as you rightly pointed out, uh, these meeting rooms have been there for a long, long time. These spaces, by the sounds of things, were, were always there and part of the building, but underutilised. And perhaps um, it, it, it's right that uh, a brand, if you could call it, that was created to represent them in their own right, to, to perhaps separate them from what people understand it, for the most part, XL to be. Uh, absolutely spot on. And we took um,
1: uh, professional advice from across the industry as well as from Um, some specialist brand agencies to say right this is what we're looking to do here's the competition and there's some great competition across London and elsewhere in the UK what do you think uh, we should do and that's how we ended up with with Centred Um, and we've been really pleased in the the take up Um, one of the key things that organizations such as Zainab's uh, wanted from us was to come to Excel to run their meeting but to know price-wise what they were paying and what they were getting for their money. So the idea of having a, uh, a daily delegate rate where you confirm 100 delegates and that's the price per delegate, no added extras, nothing, no hidden surprises, was really attractive. Um, and so that's where we've been succeeding. Um, and the, the, uh, on, um, the, the upside of that for us has been some corporations coming into Excel using us for the first time, and actually then looking to build, to, to bring a bigger event, a sort of a, an AGM or a bigger staff engagement event, which then uses the spaces you referred to earlier on mm-hmm. in our convention center and, and big halls. So actually it's been quite a nice sort of feeder um, to our, um, our original core business.
0: Sure. And, and at that point, it, it we'll come to you Zainab and um, and welcome you to, to, to the show. Um, James mentioned there that, that, that working with, with clients like Arriva and being able to offer them these, these uh, from a budget point of view, a very, very clear, transparent way of, of utilising a venue like this. Um, when did Arriva first uh, utilise the centre, that Excel facility and, and why was it selected?
2: Um, thanks, James. Well, it, we had our first event in September of last year, okay. and um, this was basically a technology conference. Uh, we'd had some business change, and we wanted a place that we could all come together. Um, Ariva is not just in the UK, it's in 14 different countries across um, Europe, and we have heads of IT based across um, Europe. So it was really, where can we find a place that we can bring everyone together? Um, and you know, being in London, there is a perception of a lot of money being spent to do something like this. So one of mm-hmm. the challenges that we were, that I was posed with, was do it, but don't look pretentious while you're doing it. You know, <laughs> um, and um, so obviously we did the usual evaluation of places in in central London. Uh, we're based in Hoban. but then. Um, Me, I actually live in in the Docklands area, Uh so that sort of inside knowledge, I can see the Excel from my uh, balcony. And I was just having coffee one day going, where am I going to find the place? And um, I saw the Excel and I thought, I know it's big. I know they have really big events here, but it's worth just checking what they can do, because the first conference was going to be about, uh, I think we had about 200 people. So um, although I know that that you do cater for much smaller groups as well, I needed something that could scale, uh, but also keep everyone together because what I didn't want to do is be organizing dinner in one place and lunch in one place and calling Mm. a catering company and trying to do drinks in the evening it was just too much for me to do all of that and I just wanted one place where I could keep everyone together Um, and I I think you know um, James mentioned the day delegate rate which was perfect because um, you know it's not it's not my core role to be doing events and I think especially for people like myself who want to throw events for your teams um, and uh, it is quite useful to have one one place that does it all for you you deal with one person um, and they and actually I think they thought about more things than I was even thinking about so um, we looked elsewhere in London and the criteria that really helped with this was the fact that i think mainly because the hotel uh, the, the airport is there plus you've got uh, the excel catering to the bigger um, <coughs> bigger events mm. um, we had plenty of hotel facilities. Uh, yeah. We were bringing people across the, the UK, but also, as I mentioned, Europe. So we needed to have hotel facilities. And just having London hotels itself are prohibitive. So I think that's one of the areas of the area. If you're looking for a space that already has the infrastructure around it, you've got the hotels, you've got the, the restaurants within the Excel as well you've got fantastic views if it's a nice day and Mm -hmm. it's a different feel around there. Do you know what I mean? It's, if you don't feel like you're in London, it feels almost like you're on holiday because you've got the boats and you've got um, the water. So, so eventually it was really about the cost, but also about having a space that could do everything we needed it to do without having to go to six different places to organize hotels and to organize dinner and lunch and, and everything.
0: And, and uh, I suppose on that point, James, um, uh, 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 for, there wouldn't be one second where I was to suggest that there would be any complacency with a smaller event, but with the experience of dealing with vast, big exhibitions and conventions that utilise the large spaces that you have at Excel, Were you in a a strong position then when you're offering centres to clients looking for smaller meeting and event spaces that with the experience of dealing with vast, large events, you're able to then quite easily translate that and work with companies really, really effectively on delivering smaller events as well?
1: I think um, Zainab put it really well in the the fact that, um, yes, as you rightly described, there is a Um, an Excel machine if you like that's been building up both its facilities but also its its connections with the um, with local businesses with hotels with transport providers etc. So we've got everything any event organiser needs either on campus or within uh, a matter of minutes of the site here Um, so uh, um, but what we have done we didn't want to in any way Um, apply the the big Excel model onto a center. This is very much a a unit on its own. It has its own management team, its own delivery staff. So they are, whilst they pull in all the knowledge of the whole company, of the whole site, they are a smaller, um, more intimate team for what is a smaller, more intimate space. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the other thing um, I would reflect on is that, um, as Zainab said, we're close to the water, Um, there's very little traffic here. One of the key things um, when we were uh, planning this and the the consultants that we were seeking advice from were saying, this is such a great place for people to come and meet and learn um, and sort of open their minds, you know, get out of the office, come to a meeting, and actually the ability to look out over the water and and have that sense of the natural elements of, of air, water, uh they're south facing so um english weather permitting lots of sunshine (laughs) (laughs) and um uh it's i mean i'm biased because i work here and and i'm here all the time but it is fantastic It's, it's so good and people um do come here and leave having taken themselves out of their normal um you know everyday life and you're not sort of also, you're not stuck in London, sort of looking out the window at the shops or whatever and being distracted. It's a great place to come and for organisers to deliver a message or deliver a training um, regime, et cetera. Uh, organisers find it really beneficial. Uh,
0: and prior to the creation of, of Centred, which as you pointed out, took place in, in 2016 and, and that, um, that investment that went into to enhancing the facilities that are already there, I remember visiting those particular meeting rooms um, the South Galleries I think you said they used to be referred right. to um, in late 2014 and having been in and out of Excel on many many occasions for, for, for exhibitions and for trade shows that was the first time that I had experienced those particular rooms and my first thought was not wow, look at the tech that they've got in here or look at the AV systems or what great catering. My first thought was, isn't it nice to have a meeting room with windows and a view, actual natural daylight as opposed to a lot of these claustrophobic meeting rooms that you get in a lot of these sort of quite clinical, sterile um, facilities. Uh, And and I suppose if you're looking to have a successful meeting, first of all, Foremost, you've got to put people into an atmosphere that's conducive to positive thinking, to a relaxed environment. And, and regardless of what the technical support was and the infrastructure that they've got there, Zainab, you, you were nodding there quite sort of vigorously to, when I suggested about the atmosphere. Was, was the view and the natural daylight, was that a big part of it?
2: Yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, I am biased because I live in the area, and I think it's fantastic. Um, but um, when when I was given this responsibility, I went to so many hotels and meeting conference facilities. And you go in; it's it's a room. You don't see anything. It's all walls. If you're lucky, you may you may see something. But it was just completely a different um, you know atmosphere mm-hmm. because you would have people. Um, you go to a hotel um, and, and look at their facilities for 200 people. It is literally what they used to have weddings or conferences, but it, there's, it doesn't differentiate itself. There's no USP, whereas this was, I did see so many people sort of looking out the window and, and just contemplating and thinking and absorbing. And there is something to be said for that. Um, and when we had our coffee breaks, they weren't sitting in a room or they weren't sort of standing around in, and there was no natural daylight. They could go out, they could stand stand outside um and and talk and it was just that environment and what we did as well was we had a professional photographer and as part of this we said if you wanted to get your linkedin uh, pictures or your office 365 profile pictures done this is perfect lighting let's do it outside so all of us have pictures now with the with the, with the background of of the thames and um it's fantastic, fantastic.
0: When, when it came to actually planning the the content uh, and the critical sort of part of of the event Zainab, um you mentioned about that the the support that that was available and the infrastructure that was available um from the team at centered and you mentioned also that that you don't have a necessarily an events background and experience in doing that so what were you able to source directly from the venue by way of support and and that could be anything from planning the timing of, of the actual sessions to things like the av support the technical support what type of catering to put on
2: yeah, I think, as James said, you know, when you when you do throw massive events, there will be someone whose job is dedicated to doing this, and they would have had done this several times, um, whereas for me, I wanted someone to sort of not hold my hand, but definitely say, have you thought about these things? And I think that was one of the great things that we got from there. Um, It was from the beginning, you know, you went in, you had sort of a a site recce, you'd go and you'd look at the space and try to understand what you want to do with it. But the great thing was um, the audio um, was part of part of the uh, center so i didn't have to go out and hire a technician um the food was was provided uh, from the center so having those sort of i think those are the two big things because you don't want the av to go wrong because that will just technical support is the biggest nightmare when it comes to conferences um Mm -hmm. so you wanted someone who knows the space and i think that's a real key selling point because sometimes you get av technicians from outside they don't know where the plug sockets are in half these places so it was really good to have um i think it was rachel who helped me to say you know don't worry he knows everything and to be fair in the end he pretty much ran the whole show for us when it came to the to the AV side of things so that was fantastic and I could really focus on ensuring that our leaders and our management were comfortable and then they were getting ready for their presentations and speeches so that was really useful and the food as well you know again you go outside and try to source it from other people sometimes it gets a bit sort of oh but when do when when do they come what time do they come can they can they start early? Can they start late? Everything yeah. just happened seamlessly, the coffee and tea. And whenever we needed something extra, you know, more tables or we needed anything from tape to scissors, it was just there for us. Um, and I think that was a real sort of, um, that was a real selling point.
0: Uh, J- James, uh, uh, something that Zaydad pointed out there and something that I-, I often reference is that is that event organisers can often get bogged down in the really, really sort of detailed um complicated side of things that they are sometimes guilty of overlooking simple things like where are the plug sockets you know where you're actually going to put stuff in and and having a venue where there are not just local knowledge but you know house technicians um house support people who know and understand the venue inside out and back to front which even in the best hotel meeting venues you don't necessarily get um, it, it, when you were Going through the, the rebrand through the redevelopment of the facility, was that something that was that was a big part of the, of the overall plan was not just to upgrade the facilities but actually have the personnel with the right training and the right expertise
1: yeah, one hundred percent, and um, I think I mentioned it just earlier We, we deliberately decided we wouldn 't use the regular um, operations and event management teams who are dealing with the, the big events that we host. We needed. A small more uh, a boutique style if you like way of, of um, supporting our organizers um, everything Excel does whether it's a big event a small event or some, something in between our uh, sort of a whole raison d'etre as an organization is to deliver the absolute best event outcomes for our guests and our guests are our organizers our delegates our exhibitors anyone that visits our venue is our guest um, because if people leave the venue having had a great experience, they will um, they'll be our ambassadors and, and tell other people Excel is a great place to go for an event. And I think if, if organisers can worry about as few um, uh, small things as possible, so it's, I think it's our job to make sure we think about all the practicalities and um, take those worries away from the organiser, the organizer then can um to can really channel her or his um efforts into making sure the content and the logistics and those elements of of their event is absolutely the best it can be Um, because if they concentrate on that part and we do our job then organizers um their delegates their um, their speakers will all leave having had a great experience and that's uh that's the only way we'll ever continue to grow and build our business
0: when it came to identifying that the right space for you Zainab were there um, a few different options that you looked at or was it pretty obvious on your first site visit to the venue that that particular space there was the right one for you or how did you go about establishing which which particular um, room as such was right for you
2: well, I think for me, it was more about the, uh, the overall venue. Um, what happened was we went in and I said I needed a space for 200 people. So I think they actually opened up two rooms for us. Right. Um, and I think having the flexibility to make it as small or as big as you want is great because we didn't go in and say, oh, yeah, we'll have this room. They asked us, okay, how many people are you looking at? And then they made the room the size that we wanted it to fit it. I it. And we wanted a bit of breakout space. We wanted um, all of that facility. So I guess it was less about going, yeah, this is the space. It was more about going this is what we want. And then it was catered to, which was great. Um, so if I wanted to have a much smaller event, uh, you know, we're thinking of just doing the top 30, 40, 50 managers, um, then I know that actually it's not about the space. I know that they can cater for it and and change the, the configuration of the room to suit us. Um, and it was also you know having the flexibility to have the breakout sessions, to have a reception um, and have a dedicated space for our people to take a break, to take a few phone calls, to do a few emails uh, to get coffee and tea as and when they please that really i think really made the difference
0: hmm. and, and so often james um again just looking at what you may call traditional meeting venues so often the events are adapted to fit the venue and there's a compromise there where the event is tailored because that is the space and that's what you can do with it it sounds to me like this is more of an approach of, of being able to tailor the venue to suit the the
1: uh, I agree, and I think um, actually everywhere you go in Excel, that's um, that's one of our USPs. We can scale up or down. As Zainab there said, uh, we can go um, to, for small numbers or if a client wants to grow. So up here in Centred, we can, we can squeeze up to 400 in the largest of the plenary rooms. Mm-hmm. But again, with movable walls, that can can scale down we also um we have a a relatively bland decor if i can put it that way which means we're not um we're not clashing with um with companies um you know logo colors uh you know we're not we're not a blue venue which might prohibit shell uh we're not a uh, or bp as a a green logo or something (laughs) like that so um so we can uh, but we can because of the flexibility of the space we can personalize we can add uh, we can add color um, you can certainly add color in venues like this but it's difficult to take color away
0: of course that, that's that's an interesting point to make there because you're quite right but it's not something that, that will perhaps be at the top of the list when you're you know when, when you're looking at something like that and and as soon as you mention it it though i bet there are hundreds of our listeners who've just heard what you have said and gone ah, that's a very good point you know you well, know that companies have such a strong brand identity Ariva will have a very very strong brand they will have brand guidelines they will have a, a lot of work and development that's gone into creating their logos their colors their identity and then when you put them into a space and you do put them against a wall that is a completely complete clash of color it doesn't stand out like you want it to stand out does it say
2: yeah, exactly. I think having almost a blank canvas, um, first of all, you don't need to decorate because you've got that amazing view there. And, and I think that speaks for itself. Uh, but yeah, having a blank canvas really helps. And I think more and more spaces that I'm seeing in London are going for that sort of minimalistic view so that people can dress it the way they want. Uh, for us, because we were a technology function, we wanted to do less print and paper. We wanted it to be all digital. So we had a, a screen so that the back wall of the room was projected with sort of a running feed of social media. We had um, cocktail tables that had sort of uh, digital iPads on them. And, you know, keeping that space sort of progressive and light and, and free means that we don't feel like we're in a 1980s conference room. Do you know what I sure. mean? It really yeah. gave us that freedom to, to be digital and and have the the branding and have the marketing the way we wanted it.
0: Uh, on that note, James, um, just, just going back and referencing the, the, the development and the investment that went into creating Centred um, out of the spaces that used to be there, um, what was the, the technology infrastructure that or new technology infrastructure that went into it during that creation period, um, given what Zainab was just saying about having a digital conference and many conference, conferences going paperless, they will want good Wi-Fi, they will perhaps want separation of networks for production or for certain meeting rooms they will perhaps want you know a a cat5 network as well to connect actual uh, you know hard hard hardwired cable connections to Um, how much thinking went into that and 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 how much investment went into that particular aspect of it Uh,
1: another really good question and and spot on we had to the the rooms are already reasonably well catered for but what we did need to do was um, have the ability for rooms to be able to patch um, from one to another wherever um, the, the, the client wanted the linkage so that was a the big upgrade I, d- I can't give you a figure the overall um, uh, investment was one and a quarter million as I mentioned earlier but um, uh, uh, the biggest chunk of that was a couple of brand new lifts that we installed to make sure clients were able to get up and down quickly Um, to the other catering areas but a lot went into the the patchability if you like particularly because we installed um, sound and projection into each of the rooms Um, and that the sound in particular the ability to um, have a room so the largest of the rooms um, can go from four rooms into one Mm -hmm. Um, so you need to be able to patch uh, any combination of those and have them all linked in so that was the major Um, infrastructure um, cost. And then we've also uh, a whole load of new screens in all the lounges so we can um, push out content or logos or whatever the client wants. So um, a pretty chunky sum. I can't give you the exact number, but um, we did have to finesse what we already had.
0: But certainly giving it the ability. And Zainab, when you went in there, did you did you find that that work had paid off if if you wanted to utilise a screen to put a logo on or if you, you know, if you wanted to just say, oh, could we utilise that? It, It all sounds like it was relatively easy to deliver that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There were screens at the at the entrance. There were screens in the lobbies. Uh, we used it not just for marketing, but also when people come there, you know, it is a massive conference center. They, they were able to go, okay, yes, I've seen my brand. It's on that screen. You know, we put messaging up on there as well. Um, one of the things we were really keen to do, like I said, uh, one of our principles was this is going to be as paper free as possible. So we had games that we, um, well, quizzes that we were running and we needed to make sure the Wi-Fi would be able to sustain 200 people playing Cahoots at one time. And I can say it was fine. It all worked perfectly. So definitely you can see the reflection in, in the investment in technology.
0: And and um, as we as we t- progress towards the end of, of today's episode, I was quite keen to ask you both about um, future developments. Um, James, I'll, I'll come to you first of all. Uh, Twenty sixteen was when centered. Was, was, was opened and unveiled as a, as a brand and a facility in its own right, as a venue within a venue. That's two years ago. Um, how have things progressed in those two years and what are the, the plans going forward to continue um, the evolution of the space? Well, we, um, as you rightly say, we launched in 2016.
1: Um, we, uh, we hit our first year's um, uh, sort of targeted um, uh, number of events and revenues um we grew uh last year we grew about 20 percent uh but this year actually we're going to double what we did last year so it's it's really taken off and i think what we'll find now is um from a future investment point of view we'll be absolutely making sure we stay um at leading edge on technology um always a driver for um higher bandwidth etc on it so we're We're right at the forefront of that. And I think we'd be, uh, one of the things I think, uh, and again, i speak from a biased standpoint, but Excel is very good wherever it is in the venue, both in the main venue and here in Centred, in reinvesting um, capital expenditure every year to make sure we're, you know, freshly decorated, that the carpets are clean. You know, the, the one thing annoys me if I go, if I do go to other venues, you know, if you see sort of stains on carpets or, um, you know, chips out of walls, etc. So we're, we're hot on that. And I think really maintaining um, great uh, quality blank canvas facilities here um, is what our clients are looking for. Um, um, but we'll all, always listen and, and, and invest further when clients have certain
0: demands. And, and, uh, and finally to you Zainab, um, you mentioned earlier on in today's episode that uh, the, the first event for Arriva was held last year uh, at Centred. Um, are there plans already to, to, to go back there? Is this something that Arriva want to make a, a regular part of their, of their ongoing development as a company?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like I said, it was a, a change in the in the business, and we wanted to do a first sort of see how it goes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think because it went quite successfully, uh, we did a survey afterwards to understand the facilities, to understand the day, because uh, we did it over two days. There was a, a half day, and then the next day was another half day. Mm-hmm. So, and whether that format worked, um, and um, it it's become so. Uh, fundamentally important now for the, for the role that they're actually giving that to the internal comms person to now right. run with it and say, right, this is now something we want to do um, going on and, and moving forward. They're skipping it this year because of financial pressures. And also, again, this was an interim function. Yeah, uh, But they're looking to have a um, new event within the next quarter. So watch this space.
0: Mm -hmm. and for you james i suppose it's a bit of a loaded question but but to finish off is it is it nice working in the capacity that you do to to see a company that have dipped their toe in the water if you will and tried an event for the first time and and to hear feedback like that knowing that the venue itself and the, the support that you gave them probably contributed quite fundamentally to the success of that event, and that a company is now looking to actually build and put that in as a regular part of their portfolio as a result of the work that you've done.
1: Um, well, I would, I mean, I would thank Zainab for her very kind words earlier in the in the podcast, um, uh, and I'm glad that you know I'm really glad our team sort of met um, met expectations, but I I. It's not for us to take the glory. I think the um, the importance is that, uh, and the reason I know that um, we believe the Ariva event was such a success was that Zainab and her team were absolutely clear on what their outcomes they wanted they wanted to be. So it actually made our job very easy. We we knew exactly what they were trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we could you know flex our resources to help support that. Uh, and I think it's always a joy when. Um, when an organiser knows exactly what they want knows in their mind tells us you know we don't mind people being blunt and saying i want this 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 um it's a lot easier if people have a clear path and a and a clear vision and then it's our job to support that and, and make as i said great event outcomes
0: wise words indeed and, and take heed any event organisers listening into today's podcast clear concise direction and briefs to your event venue will uh, will allow them to deliver exactly what it is that you need. Um, our guests today on the podcast have been Zainab Zubair. Zainab is the business partner for Digital Workplace uh, on behalf of Arriva Transport, and James Reese, Executive Director for Conferences and Events from Excel, and specifically today uh, Centred at Excel, which is what we've been talking about as a venue. Thank you to you both for joining the podcast today. It's been great to have you on. Thank you. Thank
2: and you for th- having us.
0: To everybody tuning in, the podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Engage, powered by D2I Systems, winner of Best Event Management Platform at the 2017 Event Technology Awards. To learn how Engage can make your business more profitable, visit d 2 isystemscom forward slash engage and don't forget to stay up to date with all of the latest news content and features from eventindustrynews.com you can also get any thoughts and opinions to us via twitter using the hashtag at EventNewsBlog, and you can also follow us on all of the other various social media platforms thanks very much to both of our guests once again for today um, don't forget that the podcast goes out once a week and on the last wednesday of each month we broadcast a live episode via the event industry news facebook page so be sure to tune into that for the time being it's time to end today's episode thanks very much for listening my name is james dixon and we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast thanks very much bye-bye